In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. It is another Monday after a weekend mass shooting, after a mass shooting in Colorado, after a mass shooting at a gay club. These are all unfortunately headlines and things we have heard before. I will briefly run through some kind of facts about this shooting as of as of today, but just initial reactions, just a moment to say like I know we have a lot of listeners in Colorado and it's a lot it's a lot of shootings. It's a lot of shootings there over and over again and I can't imagine how that feels if you're a person who does not want to live surrounded by guns. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's it's really sad because, I mean, if you think about Colorado – I mean, I don't want to make this too much about one point or another. But if you think about Colorado, I feel that it's sort of uh, perceived or is working towards being like a haven for more progressive – a more comfortable place for progressives to live. But Mm -hmm. I think ultimately when these sort of things happen, because they happen everywhere, no matter what city, state you're in, ultimately the truth is that there's no like safe haven for anybody. Like America is a purple country and it is full of people who have hateful, bigoted ideologies that then Thanks to our laws, uh, or uh, they're able to fill. You know, they're able to basically take their violent ideas and and enact them. You know, there just aren't enough like ultimately ways to stop them. And in some ways, it's even. I mean, not in some ways. It is being encouraged through hate online, which is now even getting crazier. Yeah, and and what elective representatives are saying. Yeah, I agree with what Sammy said. I just think it's, you know, it's obviously this is an attack on queer people. We have seen escalating rhetoric all year attacking queer people. We've seen the kind of the resurgence of this idea that queer people are pedophiles who want to attack children, who are doing harmful things. That um, I know that my first thought was like, this that this is a direct result of that rhetoric that we've seen. Um, one of the things that I did in the wake of this was look at that like libs of TikTok account on mm-hmm. Twitter, which Elon Musk was kikiing with just recently, giggling it up with them. Well, guess what? They posted about Colorado Springs a day and a half ago, being mm-hmm. like, 
pointing out a drag brunch where like kids could learn to do drag or something. That account is really scary. And I looked at it and then I was like, I actually don't even want to look at this because it's really disturbing to me because it is just literally like a page dedicated to like putting queer faces up and calling them pedophiles. Yeah. And And they bought a blue check when they could, which gave them a sheen of like, oh, this isn't, this is a news outlet. This is Which certainly is, the grooming is happening. Knows they're not a news outlet. Like, not everybody, I, though. Like, you think everybody that encounters them? Uh, like, normies? Yeah. I mean, or I don't, I don't know. But how many normies are they reaching, like, in the time that they had the blue check mark? I don't know in the time that they've had this blue check mark, but it is, like, a hate page that should not be legitimate. Right. They're viral on TikTok. I'm Yes, they are viral right. on TikTok, but they have a massive following on Twitter too because that's how a lot of like bo- weird boomers find them because yeah. they are like – they take things from TikTok and put them onto Twitter, but they have a really huge reach on Twitter because that is where like a lot of these like radicalized right-wing boomers are and like see their content and get it from there or it makes it to Facebook from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just what you were saying um, about – Elon kikiing with the libs of TikTok on Twitter mm-hmm. and whoever else he's kikiing with, Kanye West, for example. Yeah, who tweeted Shalom immediately. Disgusting. I think that like – okay, and I, I'm sure no one listening to this like needs this – needs to hear this like said, but they I'm sure at people's like Thanksgiving, yeah. they're going to be encountering people mm-hmm. who believe that like Elon Musk is a centrist – middle of the road person who is like just wants free speech for everybody, you know, everyone equal, of course. It is very revealing who he chooses to signal boost and reply to and kind of do customer service for on that app, app, mm-hmm. right. website, whatever the fuck. And I think that it's just like very revealing in general who he chooses to roast. Like he chooses to yeah. roast the guy, Jonathan Greenblatt, who runs the um, anti-defamation league. He did. He chooses yeah. to make – Jesus. He, well, he like – you know, Jonathan Greenblatt wrote a tweet yeah. about, you know, a, against the – I don't remember exactly what well, it was. Well, he's and then, targeting like the most prominent person who's trying to explain why something is problematic. It's Elon Musk that will yes. always be – it's yeah. always punching down right. when it's Elon Musk. Right. He'll also fight with like AOC and stuff, Ed but Markey. be cool with right. Jordan Peterson, be cool right. with this libs of TikTok account that is actually linked to like violence um, like, at this point. And here's the thing, is that like, sure, anyone can talk to whoever they want. And I don't, you know, ultimately it comes down to like, what do you ethically think is better? And then Mm -hmm. if your choice is that you ethically think that people should be allowed to spread hate speech that ultimately can result in violence and has been, if you look at the statistics, it's like, okay, do you, if you, if you think that like that is worth it, like. That's the that's what you believe. And ultimately, mm-hmm. like, I think that that's why we come to these impasses sometimes is that you're trying to, like, outlogic somebody who just doesn't mean mm-hmm. – I, I don't want to, like, say, like, they don't understand the ethics of it. I think these freedom of speech people forget that it's like, yes, the United States government, like – private you don't Elon Musk doesn't have to protect freedom of speech he can do whatever he wants at his private yeah. business like this has nothing to do with your with like your uncle's constitutional rights unfortunately he seems to think it is right like that's what right. freedom of speech is is that you're not arrested and there are even limits on that except this motherfucker that killed five people said I'm going to blow up my mom in her house and he didn't get arrested so i guess you yeah. can just say whatever you want it just depends who's speaking 
Right. Yeah. And it, it, it's also who gets a second chance. Like, does this yeah. guy who shot up um, this club in Colorado Springs or does he – so he had he was previously known to law enforcement from a prior arrest. He made a bomb threat. Does – so he gets a second chance. But, you know, Ahmed Arbery, who's like just jogging, doesn't get even a first chance. Yeah. yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. It is remarkable to hear the backstory here. So this guy's name, he's 22. His name's Anderson Lee Aldrich. He has killed five people and left 25 injured. That's a huge number. of, And and there's a range of injuries. I think some of them are critical and some of them are probably out of the hospital. As you've probably heard, police arrived very quickly, which is novel in these events. But the attack ended when patrons grabbed a handgun from the suspect and hit him with it. That is obviously a badass story of heroism, but it's still one of those things like, why did they have to? Yeah, like those people were at a club trying to dance. They're not trying to become heroes and disarm an attacker. They were there to have a good night and have fun. And it is just very telling to me that like they hit him on the head and he left alive and like you can do like that's what the cops. Yeah, you job can disarm is. a lot of like, people without killing them. Actually, without and killing them, and you yeah. don't have a gun. They didn't mm-hmm. have guns. They disarmed him. I mean, obviously, Uvalde. You have like hundreds. I don't know how many it was. There's so many cops. I don't. I don't want to give a yeah. precise number in case I'm dozens saying the wrong thing. at least. It dozens, was dozens. Okay. Yeah. There were at least dozens of law enforcement with their own weapons, and mm-hmm. they're standing for an hour. Yeah. While these kids are dying. Yes. And these club goers took the gun and hit him on the head with it. I don't know what I would have done if I took an assailant's gun. I'm not sure. Anyway, this guy, he survived. He's at the hospital. But like we were saying, he, about 18 months ago, a person with the same name, its I mean, Anderson Lee Andritz is a pretty specific name. He threatened his mother in June of last year with homemade weapons and bombs. This episode forced neighbors and surrounding homes to evacuate while the bomb squad and crisis negotiators talked him into surrendering. It sure looks like nothing happened after that. There's no public record that prosecutors move forward with anything, with any sort of like charge related to that. And of course, you just imagine if this was a black man or a Muslim man doing this. I mean, it's chilling to imagine. It is chilling. They die over over so, so much less. So not only did no criminal charges happen, it also looks like nobody tried to trigger Colorado's red flag law. So this would have allowed authorities to seize the weapons that he claimed that he had. So if those red flag laws had been used, you know, we can't say for sure whether they still would have been in effect over the weekend. It was 18 months ago. 
most of the time you can only take guns away for six months at a time. But I don't know. An offense like that sure seems like it shouldn't be that hard for a judge to continue to say this person yeah. should not have semi-automatic rifles in their home. We don't know. I, I don't uh, – let me know if you guys have seen anything different. But I didn't see any um, – I don't know how he got the gun yet. I don't know if it was legally – um, I don't necessarily know the specifics of Colorado's gun laws, but an Associated Press analysis did find that Colorado has one of the lowest rates of red flag usage, which is just sort of crazy to think about how many, frankly, mass shootings there has been from Columbine to Aurora to Boulder. There was one at high school. And and now this, it just seems sort of, it just sort of seems out of sync. But at the same time, you know, Colorado Springs is mayor. He thanked the heroes who took down the shooter. But he also asked for, quote, heroes beforehand, parents, coworkers, friends who are seeing someone go down this path to have like alerted authorities. And I don't know, that, that, that quote kind of made me mad because it's like, that is too much to ask. That is too much to ask. It's the guns. Yeah, that's the thing is like, it's why, like, anything other than just banning certain types of weapons is not going to work because it puts the uh, – there's too much in the way of – like, you're basically asking someone's friends and family to make a call that really does need to be made by law enforcement and just kind of by a non-emotional, like, entity, i.e. the yeah. law. Because when you're dealing with someone, as much as you want to say like, oh, I would turn my son in if I knew mm -hmm. that he was this crazy or if I knew that he had these things, people delude themselves when it comes to members of their family. People don't always realize, oh, this actually is – it really is that serious. People get clouded by their own love for a person or their own – as a parent, I think sometimes they are like, what does it say about me? if this is what is going on with my child, like, or a brother or sister or whatever, like, you can't actually tell people, oh, you have to turn your own family members in. And that's how this law is going to work. Because people get clouded by judgment. And then when it comes to strangers, I do think people have kind of a natural inclination to be like, that's not my business. I don't know what that guy's deal is. Maybe it's not as bad as it, it seems, whatever. Like, it's very easy for a normal person every day, day to day, to talk themselves out of making a red flag law, uh, like calling the police on their neighbor and making a red flag, like triggering whatever this law is. And that's why it needs to just be something that happens before they even get the gun. <laughs> like, also, I'd be right. worried about it's retaliation, whether I was a family member or not, whether I was correct or not. Like some random right. seems dangerous and they find out you called the police on them. We've just also seen situations where like police cannot necessarily be trusted to just de-escalate certain scenarios. So it just brings us back to the original point, which is like, it's just too much to ask to have us all be on patrol. It's also right. like, it's, it's also that people who, like you're saying, Elise, it's so easy to like just kind of not, make a make a red flag report. It is so easy for someone who does have a reason to want to make a red flag report to also make one. So it's like if if someone has like a personal reason to want to make it, they're more likely to do it. And it's like it I don't know, this whole idea of like Americans being like the tattletales on each other is so fucking weird. Like it it goes aligns with sort of that like bounty thing where it's like we're sort of expected to police each other when it comes to really dangerous and 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 sure maybe that works if if we're not talking about like lethal weapons yeah. and i think ultimately right. it's the fact that this country 
allows the proliferation and purchase of lethal weapons by fucking anybody and has like no filter for it. That that's like, that's where the problem starts. That's ground the zero of the problem. problem. Whenever there's a headline about a shooting, it's always because that would not have happened if there were just not so many guns everywhere. And also like, how are you as a neighbor? Okay. So like you're someone in Colorado, right? A lot of people do have guns, a couple guns or whatever. If you live in a place in one of these states where gun ownership is more common, how are you as the individual supposed to make a determination about which one of your neighbors has a gun for a normal reason? They they like hunting, mm-hmm. they da-da-da, versus which one of your neighbors actually is a problem. We It cannot be up people, to, right. yeah, actually is secretly um, violently homophobic. Like, how do you even make those designations? especially in gray areas where it's like, oh, well, Keith is an asshole, but I don't think that he's like that much of an asshole or this kid's quiet, but is he quiet because he's just a quiet guy or is he quiet because he's on these forums all the time? It's impossible for just regular people to have to make these assessments about their neighbors, friends, and family. That's not how this should be happening. Or their coworkers. This guy said coworkers. I don't mean to like fully critique this mayor's everything he says, but I've also, you know, um, I've had like some. I've I've DM'd with therapists too who feel very responsible and feel like it is way too much to ask. And it is, it is interesting. It's like you can't. Obviously, mental health professionals are prepared for a range of things, but it's like the same person who I'm just whining to about like my anxiety should not be responsible for presenting mass shootings. Like they should not have the same. That is that is that is the police's job, or that is. I mean, it seems like again, I don't know Colorado's gun laws, but it seems like they're going to have to take another look at them. It's definitely a population where there's like a lot of hunting to be done, like a lot of very safe, responsible gun ownership. But this is, and Colorado Springs is also like it's, it's there's like a lot of like weirdly conservative pockets, but there's also like colleges there. I mean, there was somebody on um on NPR this morning. He was like, I've really always felt felt safe there. Again, just too much to ask of, of all of us to be like, maybe my neighbor or co. I'm yeah. not paying any attention. I'm not paying enough attention to Elise to know if she. <laughs> if, <laughs> I should have I'm, again. <laughs> also, people that- are biased. People are biased. Like, like you can't just trust people to like make. Sometimes people just don't fucking like people, and like it yeah. happens. And-, and none of this would be a problem if there just weren't. Guns or they just like someone is the thing is like oh I've actually I've known right. this guy since I was a kid and mm, he's harmless and I have all these feelings about this person like you know I'm not I don't want to ruin his life by calling the cops on him I'm sure he's fine and then by the time you realize he's not fine it's way too late and that's why this just needs to be happening at a law at a legal level I also think it is important for us to point out that Colorado has a gay governor Jared Polis. And so it's like, it's very interesting to see that this attack happened there. I mean, number one, Colorado Springs was called out by libs of TikTok. Number two, we have all this escalating rhetoric. And then we have a state with, I I think that Colorado, like a lot of guns come in from out of state is part of Mm -hmm. the issue too. But either way, like we've got a state where we actually have a queer person who is at the top of the state. Um, There's, it's definitely like a state where Democrats and Republicans have strongholds in different areas. And now we're seeing this kind of violence. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you it's Newly. 
Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So another big headline from the weekend was the beginning of this very ill-fated World Cup in Qatar. And now, This story, this World Cup has so many sinister, dark parts around it. So there's, there's no like gratification to be had, but there is just something about seeing like sporting events pursued so rigorously for profit and it backfiring so much. So last week, of course, the tournament banned alcohol just days before the start of festivities (laughs) after accepting $75 million from Budweiser. So you can still get it at areas around the stadiums, but there are like, you can't have it in the eight stadiums. And the FIFA, I just thought this quote was funny. The FIFA had said, if for three hours a day, you cannot drink a beer, you will survive. I don't know, man. That's like what, like, it's not just about not drinking a beer. It's like, it's like, yeah, people do that all the time. They don't drink beer, but like the po- – like that's what the, the – Imagine going to a music culture. festival and being like, you can't touch a substance for th- just three just three hours. Right? It's like, okay, while you're in Center Brew, you can't do – you can't drink alcohol or whatever. Right, you're you're going to go to Burning I mean, it's like Man, ridiculous. but you're going to be yeah, sober. It's, well, and it also just – it's such a strange choice for them to make given all of the horrible press that they've been getting for being backward for being backwards about LGBTQ stuff. We're not dealing with a normal country. Like I don't think they're thinking no. like, oh, we better like make sure the Americans can get their beer. They're like they also won't allow like kosher food or Jewish prayer is another announcement they made. So no, yeah, you can't pray. I I I yeah, oh, I didn't know what we did. It's anything non-Muslim, you just can't you can't do it. Yeah, no, you just, I mean, I don't know about a lot of kosher keeping Jews who are going. sounds like the most unfun. Also, you can't pray openly unless they're Muslim. There's like, there's there's no, oh, it's it's 100 degrees. Also, like, I've had to reread this statistic so many times, but there are estimates that 6,500 migrant workers died building these stadiums. Like that many people died in the between 2010 and this from the heat, from just like, like this is, this is, this, these stadiums are mass graves and, and they want to kill gay people. If you are pregnant and you go to this, this United States state, the United States state department has advised that you bring your marriage certificate if, in case you need prenatal care. Otherwise you can't get it because you can't get sex before marriage or maybe something's going to like happen to you. Homosexuality is obviously criminalized. They also said they also issued a, they also issued a, a warning that's like, if you experience like a sexual assault or anything, tell the U.S. Embassy before you tell the local authorities. 
because you know they'll probably like kill you if you. I just can't imagine like you know wives and girlfriends and certainly not husbands came to this. Oh well, I guess the athletes. Just the athletes. I mean, it's it's that's the thing. It's like this is something these people prepare for literally since they're like four or five years old. The people on these like European teams, they do they they they're preparing for this the whole time, which sort of led to a moment over the weekend when a number of captains of European teams they were going to wear these rainbow armbands that some people are wearing in defiance of anti LGBTQ views. But FIFA basically was like, that's disrespectful to the host country. <laughs> the host country is disrespectful to everything, and said that they would penalize teams if that happened. Specifically, they threatened players who wore the garment of solidarity with yellow cards, which would mean they were suspended from that game and the next game. So all seven European teams who'd announced plans to support the Armed said that they will no longer do so, that they just – they can't do it because, like, this is – they've trained and spent all their time and money prepping for this. And obviously, they're put in, like – put in a, a terrible position, but – I think obviously FIFA is kind of the entire villain here. I mean, a, a guy that the the FIFA official head that was responsible for making this choice, he's not in that role anymore, but he said this week it was a bad choice. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the thing that like I I that really speaks to me about this whole thing because I couldn't care less about sports as everyone here knows. Um <laughs> is that okay, a lot of the times I think people just are like, "Oh, corruption, like whatever, let it slide." Like mm. you know, just Oh, they're probably fine. You know, like there's this willingness to give benefit of the doubt to like Yeah, there's grease in the people. wheel. Yeah. I think that that this uh the whole scenario of this World Cup being in Qatar is like a really clear example of what happens when corruption runs things. Is you get FIFA putting and uh what's his name? Uh John Oliver did a whole last week tonight about this. It's oh, cool. very very widely known. It, when you see FIFA and the choices they make, such as everything we just talked about, yeah, that's what happens when you let corruption reign. Like you end up with this fucking weird ass dry World Cup mm-hmm. where you have to bring your marriage. You mean? Um, are you specifically like, referring to like the selection process, like how yes. Qatar got selected? Yeah, the selection process, sure. and also, yeah, exactly. And just Definitely. the organization is deeply corrupt. Well, yeah, and it it goes back to like you said when I'm saying like these decisions don't make sense, the decisions make sense when people are getting money and there are back deals that are happening and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. people's interests are not to, cause it doesn't make sense when you look at it and you're like, well, isn't the interest to have a fun world cup where everyone, <laughs> all the players are safe and the fans have a good time. And it's like, no, when Apparently the not. organization is as corrupt as FIFA, the, the, the goal is to make as much money for whoever's in charge of FIFA and for Qatar and for whoever benefits from this deal. So that's why none of the decisions make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now extrapolate that onto a whole country and all the decisions <laughs> that are made in their government. And you have like a lit, you have like America is like 35% of the way there when you mm-hmm. look at the way things go here. Um, so that's why corruption is a real issue. I think we need to cleanse the convo. I think we have to mm-hmm. cleanse the convo to round things out with a White House wedding. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. There okay. was it was a big it was a big Biden weekend. Not only did um, the first sitting president ever turn eighty in office, which is a <laughs> conversation for another day. <laughs> big weekend. Happy Put birthday. a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Happy <laughs> just just simply happy birthday. But one of Joe Biden's grandchildren, Naomi Biden, got married at the White House a week after Tiffany Trump's uh, decidedly less tasteful wedding at Mar-a-Lago. So the pair of these together are especially gratifying. But congratulations to her. There were pictures right away. They were stunning. Yeah, she's beautiful. I mean, she's stunning. She's beautiful. The whole wedding was 
so tasteful and like not I, I know there's such a temptation to share it to uh, compare it to Tiffany's and because I mean that's the obvious thing they were just, they were they just paired also, like, temporarily went, yeah they went to Penn at the same time these two women live like weirdly parallel lives so yeah it's 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 interesting um and she yeah she, it wasn't just her that looked amazing like the whole wedding was so tasteful and just like because the way they decorated the White House like it just wasn't in any way, um, I don't know, nothing about it like screamed too much. I love how they they didn't take over the White House with the wedding, which is what felt very tasteful about it. Like it felt very um, – Yes. Like it was just – the guest, it looked like it wasn't a massive amount of people. Like I thought yeah. – you know, I heard White House wedding. I thought it was going to be like 200 people. Like and in, in that sense, it felt very – it looked very respectful to the space. It, it like didn't really – it didn't take over the space. It took up as little yeah. space as possible. It was everything was white. It was just perfect. I loved it. It was hard not right. to think about in the moment what a what Trump, Trump era White House <laughs> wedding would be, which like definitely they the, the White House. I I know, I know. It would have very much been like they would have overtaken the gold it because <laughs> I was like. At first, I was like, "Oh, should people have weddings at the White House? Is that allowed?" But it's happened before. It's ha it is a thing that presidents are allowed to do is have a family wedding at the White House. Um, so Trump would have been allowed to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. And we would have had to just eat that. I do think that Naomi's is infinitely more tasteful than anything they would have brought in. I think in. their timing was well. It was timed, obviously, like it was not timed well in the sense that it came after a mass shooting. But there were different times in the, in the presidency where it like, would not – the was mass it? Shooting. Oh, you're right. It was, it was on Saturday. It was Saturday. I mean, yeah. But like, there's nothing. It's not like COVID is like on out of control right now. There's not like, yeah. It, it, there wasn't a like they natural disaster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is our show for today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.